Hello and welcome to Cool Sheets, where we sift through the noise so you don't have to. You'll hear all about ten things that we are currently enjoying in our lives. Each of us has exactly two minutes to dive in and tell you about one of the things we've chosen. It might be a book, an app, a gadget, a place—anything goes. Don't forget to get all of our show notes on our website, CoolSheets.cool. You can also interact with us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Let's dive into our Cool Sheets. All right, welcome everybody. I'm Brian Hart. I'm Karen Holman. And here we go with another episode of Cool Sheets. Are you ready? I'm ready. Let's do it. Okay, I will go first this time. And my first Cool Sheet is a YouTube channel. (laughs) And it is called How It Should Have Ended. And this is a YouTube channel that's been around for a long time, actually. It has 9.1 million subscribers. They have 354 videos. But I've never really talked about it, and I don't know why. It's so great. It was a great idea. So this YouTube show takes most pop culture movies, so including Marvel, DC, Transformers, Star Wars, and it does mashups. And these funny animated sketches, like they did Mary Poppins starring Yondu, which you might not even know what the heck that means unless you're a super nerd. But if you do, it's hilarious. They also had It starring Jar Jar Binks, Hero Swap, which is amazing. And not what you would think, but check that out. But what I really love is how it should have ended, which makes fun of all the plot holes and all the really ridiculous things in Marvel movies and DC movies and all these pop culture movies. And I love it because as a fan, and you can tell that they are definitely a fan of the movie. It's not disrespectful, but they are pointing out just how ridiculous some of the things are. And there's some other YouTube channels that do similar things, but this one uses this funny, choppy, like puppeteer type animation. And and so it acts out the scenes of how they should have, what should have happened in each movie. And it is just hilarious it's such a fun way to point out the ridiculousness and it's kind of what i do and sometimes if you would not know me you wouldn't think i'm a fan sometimes because i'll pick apart a movie and it sounds like i don't like it but i love it but and so it's kind of the same thing that they're doing only in this cartoony way which makes it even more funny and i really wish that i would have thought of this idea definitely check out how it should have ended I will second that motion. I love that YouTube channel. And I will say this is rare that you have a YouTube channel that I've heard of. Usually I've never heard of them. Yeah, that's but true. But this one I've totally watched. Like the Star Wars ones are hilarious. Oh, my gosh. I'm a full-on fan, of course. Yeah. And yeah, it's, oh, yeah. it's just in fun. And it's it does, really great. It, it, but it, it is fun to talk about the plot holes because some yeah. of them are so bad. Oh, and, definitely. And some, I, some I've definitely thought of and some I haven't thought of because mm-hmm. you don't, whatever, you don't want to. Or, and then you're like, oh, wow, that's really yes. ridiculous. Like they just did Avengers Endgame, all the current movies, you know, they've just done. Now, the funniest part about the It and Jar Jar Binks hero swap. So Jar Jar Binks is It. So, but oh my God. but he's not scary. So you know, there's the <laughs> no. whole like conspiracy theory Just of him annoying. being a Sith Lord. <laughs> no, yeah, he says all the exact same lines of dialogue as oh, Episode One. Oh man! In the moments that it would say them, he says them in, in like this wow. innocent, goofy, stupid way. Yes, yes, and it totally works. <laughs> 
It is totally <laughs> hilarious. And in the Yondu one, so Yondu, if you, you don't know, is a don't know Guardians of the Ga- Galaxy character. He's oh, the one who, with the mohawk and whistles and the thing flies around and oh, he's yeah, like yeah, yeah. Uh, Star-Lord's yep. kind of... Kind of mentor, kind of father figure, oh. but in a really twisted way. And yes. at the end of the spoiler alert, Guardians of the Galaxy <gasps> Two, he's Pause. like flying down, and and Rocket goes, "You look like Mary Poppins," and he's like, "Is he cool?" And he's like, "Yeah, he's super cool." <laughs> he's like, "I'm Mary Poppins, yo!" <laughs> and then so they cut all the Mary Poppins live action slash cartoon anime cut him into the movie as Mary Poppins. And so bits of Guardians of the Galaxy, part one and two, cut him. It's like crazy that it actually, they like cut him out and paste him and it looks kind of cheesy, but it doesn't matter because it's it's crazy. That's awesome. It's crazy how they make it work. It's all real dialogue from both movies. Oh, that's so great. I haven't. It's nutty. I haven't been to that channel in I don't know four years or something. Oh yeah. So I need to see yeah. what's been it's done. A, and I don't go on it that often either. Yeah. But I it popped up on my recommended or whatever because probably because I watched so many other Marvel mm-hmm. type shows, and I was like, I forgot how much I love this. Yeah. Show. Oh, that's so great. Yeah. All right. Well. um, my next cool sheet, a little bit more serious, but so good. This is an article and is called How to Read Less News But Be More Informed According to a Futurist. So that title caught my attention for sure. And once I read it, I was just, this is my favorite article in the recent past. So this is uh, a man named Richard Watson. He is a writer and he's called a futurist and so essentially predicts trends and he is very highly respected and he teaches business students and Silicon Valley tech companies about how to predict. This is the thing is he does not follow the news in a conventional way. He, for example, reads the Sunday newspapers retrospectively later. So he is very neutral about current events. And he has a lot of ideas of the way to approach things. And so I'm going to try to just give you encapsulate this. And one of them is to practice selective ignorance. You can't read everything, so just choose quality over quantity. That makes sense. Burst the bubble. And so here is he's saying that um, if we randomly pick up things or we strike conversations with strangers, we are going to glean some really awesome tidbits from these sources instead of just always going to the same thing. And then he talks about doing something. I've never heard this term. There's a term called tall poppies. And tall poppies, I guess, is a term in some companies for – Curious and remarkable people who are hungry for interesting information that can guide your thinking. I don't know. So anyway, he's he's like, go out and find these people and get information from them. And he talks about traveling and a bunch of other pieces of advice. It's a really great article, and it's quite short, too. How to read less news, but be more informed, according to a futurist. Whoa, that sounds really cool. Yes. I think I will Definitely dig that article. You should, because like I said, it's super short. It's, you can read it. <laughs> yeah, you know, my <laughs> There's no video. Span. 
<laughs> I can only read so much, so thank you for looking out. <laughs> and it's written on a sixth grade level. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> no. No. Ooh, but I will say, so his last piece of advice is to go dark. Oh. He's like, switch off communications. Oh, that dark. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was going dark. I know, though. dark, dark. No, <laughs> yeah, but he's saying, you know, switch off your phone every evening and also once a week. So tick, oh. pick a dark day or whatever. Wow. And he says, if you're brave, Ooh. don't own a cell phone. Oh, God. <laughs> I mean, more power to you. I I mean, I read that and I was just like, whoa. Yeah, like, when wow. literally one of my jobs relies yeah. on my cell phone. I know, I, can't really I know. Do that. But, but it's a great to think yeah, about. Just Absolutely. Just even talking about the extreme makes yeah. you want to cut back. Yeah. Yeah, I've noticed that for sure. So. That's really cool. I noticed one of the things that he said to practice reminded me a lot of one of your cool sheets from way back that you kind of made up. It was, uh, what was it called? Like a oblivion? Or, oh, uh, useless. I mean, use, useful oblivion. oblivion? Yeah. Perhaps? It kind of reminded me of that. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I forgot about that. I mean, it wasn't then when you expanded mm-hmm. on it, it wasn't quite. Yeah. But I feel like it could fit in. You should email the student. I and say, should. Hey, I've got an extra one for hey, you. Hey, and I'll, but I won't tell you what it is. I'll sell it to you yeah, for a million bucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I think so. Yeah, it kind of fits in that realm, though. I think. Yeah, but maybe not. Another one of yeah. his I, that I really liked was embrace silence, and he talks about how to look and listen deeply, and to stop mm. talking. Oh, Just listen. Yeah, like we're forced to do in these two minutes. We are. Talking. It's I kind know. of a practice of that. It is. Yeah, I like it. Very cool. All right. Well, my next cool sheet happens to be an article as well. And I think you will love this one. This article is called On the Delight of Taking One's Time. And it's by Madalini Dor, I believe. <laughs> and I'm, I'm going to read the first quote is, The quality of life is a proportion always to the capacity for delight. The capacity for delight is the gift of paying attention. I just love that quote. It wasn't even the author's quote, but it was how they started the article, so I was in. I was in for sure. And then they say, if delight blooms when we pay attention, then we must give ourselves time to pay attention. We must allow ourselves to linger in the moment. Now, this isn't really new, probably, to anyone, but the rest of the take of it. So he talks about it at a recent event. A few friends and I noticed that we were the only ones left chatting, laughing, and lingering after the talk had finished. And we wondered why, where everybody went. Why did they disappear? And where were they going? So in a big hurry. And they felt slightly deprived from the certain variety of spontaneity and in the conversation that opens up when you're kind of aimlessly talking with your friends and what things might come up and who you might meet and different things, the delight to linger and see. And I love that definition because I have definitely, this happens to me all the time, 
since I do have a very active calendar where I'm doing a lot of things, I've been on both sides. So sometimes after a movie, I really want to talk about it with my friends and everybody's just like gone. I got to go, got to move on to the next thing. And I'm like, oh, bummer. But I've also been that person where someone's talking to me about something and all I can think about is getting to the next thing off my to-do list thing I have to go do. And it makes me anxious and totally takes me out of the moment. And I'm always trying to be in the moment. So it's definitely, it was a good refresh on the delight of taking one's time. Oh, I love it. And that was actually quite a nice segue from the one I just talked about. Yeah, it was. I know, which is awesome because we don't share our cool sheets and that just really worked out i know and it's, it's also short the article's oh, very short excellent. So i might I read even it. read it <laughs> uh, but it reminds me of one that you did a while back about uh the thing about looking out the window mm, yeah and today i paused and i looked out the window oh cool and i actually snapped a picture because i was going to text it to you and nice. then i forgot because I was busy, probably. <laughs> but um, yeah, yes, exactly. Every, yeah. Everything you just said. There I love go. it. Cool. Uh, yeah, and the, being able to take the time to be present. Um, it's so interesting because I yeah. always try to do that, but I, I also get caught up yep. in it. And I can't even switch it off. So that's why I read that article a couple times, and I'll probably keep it in circulation because it is really short it's oh, quick and, read, and just keep reminding myself yeah that, that it is those lingering moments i never want to be it kind of goes into also that we don't like to be either shushed or told like right. okay we're closing now you have to leave and i have actually had that exact kind of anxiety fear that i don't want to be the last one at a restaurant or a bar or a any public location because it just makes me feel anxious Mm -hmm. that they're going to tell us to leave for some reason that that is a very like stirs up anxious Mm -hmm. feelings for me and so I've hurried the whole group and I remember our dear friend Victoria you know she just laughed one time and she's like who cares like if because I was like oh I don't want to be the last one here like that's and she's like like, that's so silly. She was so, like, so ahead of her time, I guess, or ahead of me, my time, for sure. Yeah, that's awesome. And that was, like, the first bit that I was like, oh, it's a new way of looking at yeah. it. You know, that these are the magical moments, not the we got to hurry up and leave moments. Yes. It's like when the, the magic can really happen when you just linger and loiter. They go into loitering and mm-hmm. how that has such a negative connotation to the word and things like that. So super fascinating article. Ah, love it. I'm going to read it. Okay, my next cool sheet. I'm going to talk about a TV show. And this is an old school TV show, one that I loved back in the day, back in the early 90s, In Living Color. Oh, so the first um, inkling that I knew this was going to be a cool sheet was actually the Fly Girls. Like, I wanted the Fly Girls to be a cool sheet. And they kind of are because I'm talking about this whole show. But I actually started, like, looking up the Fly Girls. And there's just kind of so little about them. I mean, it's basically... 
if you just watch videos on them. I just, uh, I loved the Fly Girls. I want to be a Fly Girl. They're just so awesome. And I actually just learned that that was Jennifer Lopez's big break. I did not know that until like a month ago or something. Crazy. In Living Color show has just a really great background to a backstory where Fox Network approached Wyans. I don't know if that's how you say his last name to offer him his own show and he wanted to do something that was similar to Saturday Night Live but he wanted to have people of color and so he was given a lot of freedom to make the show which was great. I didn't realize that. They were a little bit concerned but they kind of let him do his own thing and um, it you know there were some people at first that came out and they said oh it might offend some people but you know and he was just like Keenan Ivory Wyans um, he wanted to reflect different points of view and I think he really did that and he brought in people like I mean Jim Carrey blew up after that and Jamie Foxx and it was but definitely had this strong emphasis on modern at the time black subject matter and they became renowned for parody and I just I loved the show they were really cutting edge at the time and I still love it and I still love the fly girls in living color oh my god Gosh, I love that show. Yeah. I'm so glad you brought that up because I don't know if I even want to thought of it, but as soon as you said it, I started freaking uh. out. <laughs> oh my gosh. That, so that show is my entire high school. Like uh-huh. When that came out, I think we were freshmen or sophomores or whatever, but we would literally, because it was on Sunday, I think, mm-hmm. and Sunday we night. would talk about it every Monday. Like we, our friends could not get together fast enough and just be like, did you see it? Yeah, but did you, oh, what about that skit? Oh, Fire Marshal Bill, like yes. what? Oh my God, <laughs> what about when this happened and this skit and homie don't play that and this? Yes, oh my. yes. And we would act it out and we would just <laughs> laugh. And so, and which is the greatest part about a show oh, is yeah. when you can then take it back to your friends and still laugh about it. And act it out and relive it and, you know, because you're not watching it with your friends. We all were in Uh high school. So we were Sunday nights. We were watching it at our own home. Yeah. But, oh, my gosh, it was so, yeah, it was so good. Yeah, talk about the careers that it made. Oh, it's amazing. So many people came from that. I mean, as short as a run that it had, it it had, Mm -hmm. you know, because that was one of the amazing things about Saturday Night Live and still is, the fact that these people become megastars after, but they were doing that, too. Oh, yeah, and they it was only like a three-year run or something ridiculously. super short. Yeah. And that was... between Living Color and the Arsenio Hall show, like mm-hmm. that was, it was such a cool time yeah. because it was the first time, because I think Arsenio might have been maybe the first evening talk show that by a host, a, by yeah. a black man, maybe. Who's, who's hosting, yeah. yeah that was, I and think he, so. again, just blew up and it was amazing. And no one, certainly not in, in our high school, we didn't like it, that part wasn't even a subject. It didn't matter. It was just, that was this the is, hottest show, yeah. the two hottest shows, and it was so cool. We didn't even know what, how, what of a breakthrough thing that it was, a first or whatever. We yeah. were just like, you just no, knew that you just loved the it. Funniest show, oh yeah, on TV. Oh, same with and me. The best talk show. So yeah, so so great. And yes. now the Arsenio, especially like the whole woof woof woof. Yeah, the dunk. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's almost it's kind of silly, but it's so '90s and like perfect totally. as well. So. Oh, yeah. So, so great. (laughs) Yeah, I would say, I mean, in my life, 
I have rarely had TV shows where my I scheduled around it. Mm. That was one of them. Yeah. Oh yeah. my gosh. So good. And now you don't even hardly have to do no, that. I, I never do that. The only show actually I've in years that I've done that was Game of Thrones. And that was kind of even I read articles after Game of Thrones was over. They're like, this is the last show that probably people will schedule like, okay, Sunday uh-huh. night we're doing this because it's so much streaming and it all gets yes, dumped at right, the same time right. and things like that, that that might be the last time yeah. that it's ever done. Uh, and I know you didn't get into that one, mm-mm. you know, as it was live. So, yeah. but that was, that was the last one. And, and, but the, it was a long time before that, that I ever did that. Isn't that wild? Like that could be a thing of the past, like in yeah. hundred years or not even hundred in the future, but like looking back four oh, years in the future. So, yeah. 10 years ago, people used to get together to watch, you know, like, yeah, because uh, yeah, it's so already strange. happening when they just mm-hmm. dump them all on the same day. Yep. The whole series. And they want, they're building shows now to binge. Yes. Like they're better to watch them. In binge mode. Oh, yeah. You know, I over think and over and over. Like, binge watch is probably now in the dictionary. Yeah, I'm sure it is, or it will be this yeah. year or something if it isn't. Yeah. Very cool. Oh, yeah. well, thanks for that trip. Yeah. Oh, Nostalgia Lane. So, so good. Yeah. Okay, my next cool sheet is an Instagram account. Uh, it's also a website, but I want to talk about the Instagram account because I really like viewing it this way. And it is called Daily Overview. And that could be anything, but this is literally the daily overview. So when astronauts look down at our planet, it sees a vibrant surface shining against the blackness of space. They experience the overview effect. So that's what that's called. A sense of awe and awareness that everything is interconnected and overwhelming desire to take care of our one and only home. And that, of course, you... If you know anything about the little blue dot, I think it's called or whatever, and he mm-hmm. talks about that. Uh, and it, this is like a paraphrase of that or a different view of it. Um, so anyway, this Instagram account and website is high-definition satellite photos of the Earth. And I just love – first of all, I love the overhead perspective in anything, even if it's a cup of coffee or my food or my uh, gadget or something. I always just love that overhead view There's something about it that just everything always looks pretty cool. It's kind of unique. It's not totally natural since we are beings that look horizontally, essentially, but not overhead. That kind of gives you that sense of like the bird's eye view or the whatever. But these images, especially because I'm going to show Karen one now, but the, the satellite images they just create these shapes where you don't even know what this is. So this is what I'm showing, Karen, just looks like patterns and lines and an amazing satellite image, and it's a shipping yard. And then so the, at, at the every picture, it talks about lo, uh, the longitude and latitude and how far up you are and what that actually is. But I always like to look at that much after I'm already, because I form my own ideas of what this is. And it's just, it is such a cool perspective to see these shapes in such a different way. And it just has its a life all of its own. And then you realize what it actually is. So cool. Definitely check out Daily Overview. 
Ooh, and I love that it's photos and images and you can just look through it because sometimes you don't want words. Yeah, exactly. And that's why I really like the website's cool. It's beautiful. Mm -hmm. It's all the same stuff as Instagram. But yeah, when you're on the Instagram, you can just flip through the pictures, just flip, flip, flip. And it's in every few days or every I don't know how often, but it's pretty often. It's more than once a week. That he posts these images and he tells you, you know, where he got the image, what it is. But yeah, if you just want to look just at the pictures, he also has a couple books. It would be a great coffee table oh, book yeah. to have. And he's doing a kids version. So to get oh, kids cool. more interested yeah. in kind of space and that view and a different way to view life. And ah, I just love it. That shipping yard is a trip. When I was first looking at it, it was like, I'm like, okay, I know these aren't dominoes or Legos. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but it, is that by the ocean? Like, is that like ship? You mean ships? And then yeah, semi trailers line up at a loading bay of a solar panel covered warehouse oh, in California. That's so that's what, what it those is. are. It's oh. These solar panels create this geometric shape. Yeah. And and the you know because of the the color of the solar uh-huh. panels of the kind of dark and white. And the pattern, uh, that's yeah. super cool. You would never know, though. Yeah, if you yeah. just look at it from afar, mm-hmm. it's just so cool. It's such a cool perspective. And again, it's kind of I am obsessed right now, especially it seems like of looking at things a different way. Yeah, you know, either my ideas, my visual, looking at the window like that. I've just I'm so into that. It's very TED. It's a, you know a new way of looking at yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, right. Literally and figuratively mm-hmm. doing that. So I I do love it. Awesome. And I did buy the book because I, I Ooh, had nice. to. I was like, I got to get this. Have you gotten it in your not hot little yet. hands no, yet? No, because I did want to bring it today and show oh, you the book. Oh, yeah. So I just had to show you the website instead. All right. That's okay. <laughs> okay. My next cool sheet, I'm going to talk about a neurotransmitter. This is GABA. It's called okay. It's G A B A, um, which stands for gamma amino butyric acid. So amino acids those make up proteins in our body, and butyric is just butyl group. It just means there's uh, four carbons there. So it's nothing super fancy, but I know it sounds crazy when you just say the words. But what is this little neurotransmitter molecule? It is something that causes your body, it signals to your body to calm down. And so when you have anxiety, your brain cells get overexcited. And then these GABA related things can then release GABA to calm everything down. So your body is naturally producing it, and it naturally regulates it. But of course, as usual, things can be thrown out of whack. And that can cause the GABA to decrease. And then you can have problems like anxiety and depression and insomnia and things like that. So there are other neurotransmitters um, related, but I just wanted to focus on this because it's it's such a cool little molecule. And I especially love it when the molecules that do so much for us are small and just they just cruise around and do their thing. Some of the benefits I've alluded to, um, they help sleep. Good sleep quality is it is essential to have those good levels of that. It's also related to gut health. In your gut, it's often referred to as your second brain because and what's really interesting about that is that they were formed at the same time, your gut and your brain. And so GABA is related to both of them in that way. And there are some bacteria that produce GABA. 
So that is then related to just your body being able to have normal levels of it. Brain function as well. There are lots of GABA supplements. And this is just a really cool short article all about it that I'll give a link to. Of course, there's many places you can look to. But this was a really good article that I found. So you can learn more about GABA. GABA. Boy, when you said gamma at first, I was thinking of the Hulk. And then you said ah, it calms you down. And I was right. Like, oh, that's the opposite <laughs> of the Hulk. And then there's the Ramones that say, Gabba, Gabba, hey. Oh, it's kind of nice. like that. There get you, you hyped up. But no, this is, or at least I say, Gabba, Gabba. It sounds more mellow. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but that's so cool. I, it's funny. Now I'm going to hear Gabba all the time. Because, but that word sounded so familiar because I read so many like yes. science articles with especially with the brain and sleep and yep. anxiety and meditation and things like that. And so now I'll actually kind of know what it means. Yes, much better than I have before. Yes, so that is you really are cool. um, because well, kava. You talked about kava, didn't you? Or did I? Oh gosh, we've definitely talked about it. To each other. Okay. I don't know if we have or not on the air yet. Okay, we'll have, we'll to, have to check look that, that up. Yeah. Um, so that's um, a really good source of it. Valerian root is another good source of it. Natural ah. source, skull cap, green tea. Uh, okay. So, okay. yeah, you will definitely see it now. Yeah, it everywhere. sounded really familiar. I kept thinking, oh, yeah, so I did talk about that kava tea. Okay. Stress relief tea. Yeah, I thought so. On episode 24. Wow, that was <laughs> a long, a long time, time ago. ago. Whoa. Yeah, yeah. yeah wow. it's cool because I was at uh, Soak the other day going on a float and he has, still had some kava tea. So I was nice. Like, oh. And then I, he just let me in the float early instead. Cool. That was even better. Yeah. <laughs> okay, my next cool sheet is a human, and this human's name is Zach King. I've wanted to talk about Zach King for a long time. He's, what is he? He practices, what does he call it? Magic, well, it used to be Magic Vines, or he was he was a Vine star. He really got famous on Vine, but of course Vine doesn't exist anymore. So now he's on YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, Snapchat, all of them. He's on every social media platform you could ever imagine, but he did get really popular on, on Vine. And so he does these digital kind of sleight of hands, where it's really hard to explain on the radio. So he uses jump cuts to create these optical illusions. And from what I can gather, he does it basically in camera. So no special effects in post-production, but he'll do things like he's talking in front of the camera and then there's like one of those old restaurants with the donut, you know, on the hood or on the roof of the thing. And he'll be like, Oh, Hey guys, what's up? And he's like, Oh man, I'm really hungry. And he grabs the donut. And because of the perspective, it looks like he can grab it. And then he grabs it and eats a donut. And then there's no more donut on the roof or it rolls down or whatever. He puts it back and it has a bite in it and then it rolls down. He does these crazy illusions. He, he, has, he has become super famous and he's actually from Portland, which is super cool. He now lives in L.A. and he does this for a living. He won in 2013. He won the YouTube's Next Up Creators Contest. He's won a Hewitt Packard Commercial Contest in 2010. He's done a lot of things. He's done a TEDx Portland talk, which is really cool, where he did a video, uh, one of his magic videos and that. Super amazing. Even me, who I do film stuff, and I know how a lot of that works, he baffles me most of the time, which every good illusionist should do. 
check out Zach King. Oh, he sounds awesome. It's so cool. It's so hard ah, to explain because you uh-huh. have like and and what's great about TikTok is you can go on his channel and just scroll through all oh, of his yeah. videos like one after another and they're they're jaw-dropping awesome. He's so he is the best at what he does by far. That's amazing. I've seen other people kind of attempt it and and I don't even want to attempt it. I do because it looks like a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. And he even kind of shows you how to do it. So uh-huh. he even has a tutorial in oh, one of the TikTok awesome. videos. Oh, that's so super he's not cool. he doesn't keep it close to the vest. Yeah. He's like here's how you can do it. Practice, you know, have fun. Uh super super cool. And he's doing a series of children's books that are um augmented reality books so you put on or you put it through your app or whatever and the book comes to life and does all these really cool things guys super super talented that's amazing wow cool cool. i want to see the donut one i'll show you after (laughs) okay (laughs) all right great Okay, I'm going to be talking about an app now, and this is related to an app I talked about a while ago. Um, Then I talked about a workout app. This one, I'm going to be talking about a, I'm going to say it's a kind of a diet app or food logging, but it's way beyond that. I normally probably wouldn't rise to the occasion of being a cool sheet unless there was more to it. And this has risen to the occasion. And it is called Noom. And Noom, now I see it everywhere. I see advertised a lot. I think they're doing a big push. It has been around for a while. And I'm going to say um, I started it just like, oh, I'm going to see what's up with this. And this was related to me just trying to eat better and um, exercise more a while ago. So and they were like, you can pay whatever you want. So I think I chose like three bucks or something ridiculous because I kind of didn't believe it would work. But I actually really enjoyed it. They it's super interactive. And they give you little readings every single day, you learn about something new and you learn about science. So they bring in a bunch of research that has been done on all sorts of things. They help you look at how you eat and your perspective and attitudes towards food and towards just mindset changes from such a different perspective of just like, I want to lose weight or I want to be skinny or something like that. They really delve in and they're like, what's up? Like, what? why are you thinking this way? And these are the kind of blocks that can block you. And it's, like I said, it's interactive in more ways than one. You identify what is your motivation for changing anything in your life, even if it's not food related, something else. And then you actually, you type in things and they remind you later what you had said before. They also have a group coach. You belong to a group. And if you want, you can interact with people. And you also get an individual coach that checks in with you every week. And they actually like listen to what you say. And they do eventually try to charge you. And so what I did is I said, I don't want to do this anymore. It's too expensive. And then um, if you do that, you actually get it cheaper. So that's a little pro tip on Noom. Whoa, that's cool. Is it? expensive once they start charging like a monthly type of deal well so they do it a couple different ways and i can't remember now because i was because i seriously didn't care i wanted to just quit but they and they were trying to keep me in so they let me do it really cheap so anyway you have to not care enough but you have the choice of paying less for a full year or a small monthly fee and i yeah like i said i can't remember what it is now but um yeah how do you spell that N-O-O-M, Noom. Noom. 
Because there's a supplement company for runners that's, but I don't think that's the same. I was wondering if it was them, if they've kind of branched out, which would make sense. And they make like, um, I think vitamin water and bars maybe and things like that. Oh. I think that's Yeah, I'm not sure. But um, they bring in a lot of psychology. I have actually gotten more than one cool sheet from them, I think. One, one or two so far. And they're also funny. The little things you read every day are like humorous and they make jokes. And it's cool. It's, it's way different than I was expecting. And it's really kind of fun in a weird way. So it's cool. Very cool. Yeah, yeah I'll have to uh, check it out. Maybe give it a shot. And then, yes. Or I can just show you mine. You don't have to. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah. For sure that. Cool. All right. My last cool sheet is a company. Let me take a breath here. All right. This company is called Solar Foods. Their vision is a simple one to solve the world food crisis. And they were founded in 2017. So a very new company. Solar Foods is a Finnish food tech company that creates and innovates Uh, ways producing food without agriculture. You heard that right. So they create this uh, solution called Soylent, and it is using air, water, and electricity, and it becomes a protein. (laughs) I don't know how they do it. It sounds like Hocus Pocus. You might know more about this. You'll love this because it's very science-y. So it's independent from weather and irrigation and... It can grow anywhere, so desert, uh, any place, you can grow it. So it's a unique single-cell protein produced from water, CO2, and electricity, a fully natural fermentation process similar to the production of yeast and lactic acid bacteria. It's environmentally friendly. The end product tastes like wheat flour, but it has 50% protein content and 5 to 10% fat. 20 to 25% carbs. Uh, It's 100 times more climate-friendly than any animal or plant-based alternative. And unlike conventional protein production, it just takes a fraction of the water to produce the same amount of this product. It's 10 times more efficient than soy production by a metric usable protein yields per acre. This stuff is crazy. So the NASA actually developed the concept and then it was kind of done with it. And then solar food took over. Now they're talking about food sources for pilots going to Mars. And then when we are in Mars and the future is just crazy. They're getting a lot of funding now. They talk about how it'll help food diversity, but I'm out of time. I can't talk about it anymore. Just go check out Solar Foods. Ooh, I have to read more about this because there, so there is a missing component. They're not saying everything. There needs to be a source of nitrogen in there because protein has nitrogen and if it's just CO2 and water. So I wonder where that is. So I'm super curious yeah, to read more. You, of Would the, since I don't know anything about science, so very little, uh, it says water, CO2, and electricity. Can that somehow nope. produce you need, something? You, you, nope. You need some source of nitrogen. So yeah. um, I'll, I'll look you in have there. To check it it's out. Probably, because yeah. it's not in their little bullet points, but they uh-huh. could not want to delve too deep That's for the what layman, I'm like myself or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, because it's big pictures and graphs and things like yeah, that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I uh, totally get that when they do that. It doesn't make me discount it. It's just Yeah, like, yeah. No, um, for sure. I just need a little bit more information. Absolutely. That's why I think you would really love it <laughs> yeah. because you could even understand it more than I could. It just sounds, like I said, it sounds like 
hocus pocus to me anyway well as so essentially what they're doing you know with if you have co2 water and electricity that's photosynthesis i mean they're they're essentially doing photosynthesis if you can have the sun come down and then cause that electricity those electrons to move then there's photosynthesis but that only makes glucose that's just carbon hydrogen oxygen based yeah so you have to bring in nitrogen somehow to get the protein. Hmm, interesting. So, yeah. So, I want to so, yeah, know. You, you'll definitely have to dive into it. Yeah. The stuff that they talked about, too. So, they said today out of the 10,000 known edible plant species, only 200 are used by humans. Wow. And only 12 plants and five animal species generate 75% of the world's food, which is just bonkers to me. Yes. But totally true. And only three... Rice, maize, and wheat contribute nearly 60% of the calories and proteins obtained by humans from plants. Whoa. So that's why that's where they're like, we need more food diversity. We need these other uh, ways to produce substance for humans if we're going to survive. And really cool stuff for sure. That's amazing. Yeah. Cool. All right, I am to my last cool sheet, and here I'm going to be talking about something local, something local to here in Salem, Oregon, but I bet similar things are happening around the United States, around the world. This is called an underground market that is that takes place in Blastoff. So Blastoff Vintage has been a cool sheet. That is a former cool sheet. And so Katie, the owner, and Pete, her sidekick, um, decided they wanted to help local people who are just doing um, small batch artisan crafts or things. And so essentially what they do is they provide the basement of their business as a place where once a month, and so they set aside the first Saturday of the month usually, aside to have it open for about four hours, and they provide it for free. So normally, like Saturday market, of course, you have to pay to be there. But they are so great at just giving back to the community and helping people. And especially if you're just getting started on a business, um, they want to help you. So they do this and they offer out a few tables um, to people. So it's great for the local artists and artisans. And then it's great for the people who are shopping for interesting things. Every month, it's something different. Like there's all sorts of things that happen there. Different people are there. There's artwork, which could be anywhere from drawings to any kind of visual arts, multimedia, sculptures and things. And they have more like craft type stuff. So I've seen like painted hubcaps and I've seen knitted toys and things like that. Uh, People make clothes and sell them there. People make food. I have had the most incredible homemade bread that was sold there and small batch cookies. People make zines and comics, T-shirts, tinctures, string art, decals, you name it. And it is at the Underground Market at Blastoff Vintage. How have I never been to this i don't know oh my god yeah sounds everything i love blastoff just continually amazes me i know all the cool things that they do and i do not go there often they're they're just yeah and like i said they're so gracious and generous and just awesome so cool yeah so cool (sighs) well cool now i definitely have to check it out yeah so Cool. All right. That was fun. Yay. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Cool Sheets. 
You can find out more about all the cool sheets we listed by going to our website, coolsheets.cool, and looking for the links. That's coolsheets.cool. And you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Leave comments for us on Facebook or email us at info at coolsheets.cool. Bye.